Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. For you as a player, knowing that at 17, you got that many people watching you and your brothers perform. <laughs> What's that like? Because I'm, I'm thinking about the NFL combine and the NBA combine. These are like juniors and seniors and some freshmen in college, and they fold under pressure. What is it like as a 17-year-old going through that? I mean, they told us they were going to be there. You know, when we first came, they said, that's, you know, they're going to be there. So, you know, we've been putting the work in. I mean, you know, you might get a little nervous, but you know, you know what you're here for and where your goals are. So just being out there, you know, we all compete, just went hard, you know, just put, try to put on the show in front of them. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, this is a very special episode for us. Oh, we're going to get busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a big one. So This is a home for you. We're on the court. Oh, yeah. Flashback. <laughs> if you don't know, I was a stellar basketball player. Yeah, they were counting how many times you would say that in the episode. And so there's one. <laughs> Before I became a journalist, I played basketball. So this is right up my alley. So Overtime Elite. When I first heard of this idea, I think my man uh, Greg Barnett might have told me about this. Mm-hmm. And um, it was super interesting to me when I first heard about it. And then we posted it on social media um, a while back, and the social media thing got a lot, a lot of traction. Yeah. So I'll explain it, but we're going to have a detailed conversation. But first, let me just give some backstory. So this is a, a revolutionary idea where they have a high school pro league, in mm-hmm. a sense, where high school kids from all over the country, actually all over the world, yeah. um, have come to Atlanta and – there's three teams, and they nah, get they, as of now. I'm saying right yeah, now. Yep. They get paid to play, um, and we're in this facility. It looks like an NBA arena. Like it's dope, is, super I think dope. Elite is the, the, the appropriate title for yeah, this. Yeah, training facility. Um, they got apartments. They got a school inside the actual facility. They got um, Kevin Alley, yeah, coach, national championship national, coach of UConn. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So it's a super revolutionary idea. So Ryan Gomes last night too. Yes. On Providence uh, Star. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really combining the business side of sports with the professional side of sports with high school yeah. education all mixed and blended in, in one. So we have the honor of speaking with Aaron Ryan who's actually the commissioner mm-hmm. and then Bryson Warren who is one of the star players. This is a first. This yeah. is going to be our first high school to pro talent to ever touch EYL. Yes. We're yes. saying it now. So remember the face, remember the name. Yes. Speaking into existence. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. No, nah, no problem. So, all right, let's get into this. So, Bryson, all right. I just gave my – well, actually, before I go to you, Bryson, um, I want to get it from Aaron. Aaron, can we get the backstory on this? How did this start? 
And how did you get involved? Because you was actually in the NBA for 22 years. So you were on a professional at the highest level. So how did you come back and get involved with the high school again, but on a professional level? Yeah, I mean, what's amazing about this entire journey is that over time, sports media company um, has been in, has been really researching this for the last 16 months. In fact, they had held an event about a year and a half ago in Brooklyn called the Takeover, and they brought in 15 of the best boys and girls in elite basketball. And they not only brought in these young people, but they brought their families in. Mm. And they had this amazing event, over 120 million video views, an incredible celebration of the game, a dunk content contest, three point shootout. But they spent a lot of time with these families in New York and they asked them questions about what are the challenges of elite basketball, of being a parent, of being in the uh, support network, but even for the athletes themselves. And three things came out of that discovery. And they actually went into to researching those, which is um, equal access to the best skill development in this country is, is, not, is, is, is not there. In fact, you find that 80 to 85% of the best players in this country end up transferring high schools by their sophomore year just to find the right coaches, the mm-hmm. right skills, the right development opportunity. The second thing is once you start moving around like that, your education is disrupted. Your home life is disrupted because you're probably moving away from home. And so the notion that there was a need for customized education was also something. I mean, you think about prodigies in other aspects of sports and art, whether you're a violinist, whether you're a tennis player, whether you're a golfer. You get customized. In fact, you usually get homeschooled. Yep. Um, so customized academics. And then the third thing is, is economic empowerment. Um, these young people have value today. And what a lot of adults and a lot of institutions will tell them is you'll get your turn to monetize this, but you have to wait. You have to wait till we get ours. And so we heard that loud and clear. And so what was inspiring for me coming from the NBA is we were in this conversation 15 years ago at the league. We were sitting around a table with the NCAA, the NBA, the sneaker companies, like what can we do to better shepherd the next generation athlete to be prepared for the NBA and the adversity. And so for me joining this was like, I was hearing something that I had already been talking about, but the reality is I had found an organization that had the courage and the capital and, and, and the audience to really take this on. So, all right, this is something that's extremely interesting for us. For years, people have been criticizing the NCAA for making billions of dollars from athletes, but the athletes never got any money. This was an ongoing thing for a long time. Now, athletes actually are able to get paid, but you guys are actually skipping the whole process of college by paying athletes while they're in high school, right? So let's get into this. So <laughs> yeah. they get paid, they get paid, right? And I guess the minimum is $100,000? That's correct. What's the maximum? Well, listen, there's, there's a varying sort of um, salary structure in, in what we do, but what's important to realize is we're not just talking about direct salary. We're talking about the entire compensation package. First, uh, let's just talk about expense abatement, right? We pay for everything. Bryson doesn't pay for his food, his lodging, his transportation, anything. And in fact, beyond that, not only does he get a salary, but he gets performance bonuses around participation and being great partners with us. He also has opportunities beyond that. So we share in revenue. Um, Examples being Bryson has a trading card that that he's participating in and he gets royalties on. His jersey, um, if we do a video game deal, he gets access to that, that revenue as well. He also has the opportunity in a n- number of categories to monetize independent of us. And so what we're talking about is an entire package that also includes equity. Yeah. And Bryce and I just had a conversation about this yesterday. In fact, all 26 of the guys who were here yesterday, we sat around a room and talked about our partnership. I said to them, you know, I've been in this industry for, I've been in this industry for, 24 years actually and never have i received equity from any of the organizations that i've worked for until now so i waited 24 years to get a piece of a company and bryson's been at this for about four and a half months and he's already getting a piece so i wanted them to understand the power of partnership that's amazing right because when i was reading the business model i want to talk about the player performance so based on how they play they can actually receive bonuses based on their performance number one and number two you have 24 to, to 30 guys. I know you said 26 now. What's the selection process to getting the athletes here? I mean, there's plenty of talented kids throughout the country. 
how do we hone in on these are the 24 or the 30 that we want? Well, let's start with your first with your first question, yeah. which was around performance. The yeah. way we define performance is performance as partners in the entire business. Uh-huh. It's about showing up. It's about building elite habits. It's about um, being here for your teammates, being here for our organization, being a part of our el- overtime elite community mm-hmm. each and every single day. And it's the same thing. He, he's an employee. So it's about expectations for all of us. I have, they, they have expectations on me. Um, our investors have expectations of us holistically. And so his, his, his performance bonus is based on, on, on total performance, not just necessarily what's on the court. On the court okay. So like coming to class on time, is grades a part of it as well? You know, we have a, we have a customized education here, which is I like something. That. I like that word. <laughs> right. I mean, the reality of it is we assess each and every athlete to see where they're at and our learning facilitators. And we call them learning facilitators versus teachers for a reason. They facilitate learning. In fact, Bryson and his teammates are a part of the process. But what it's not, it's self-paced learning, which is we will ensure through this program that not only will you leave here with a high school uh, diploma, but we will teach you around about life skills that actually are going to prepare you for your trade, which is becoming a pro basketball player. So things like financial literacy, things like public speaking, things like social media etiquette and strategy, the business of basketball, what goes into turning a game, a fun hobby into a business? Yeah, that's interesting because before we started, I asked Bryson, I said, is this your first interview? And he was like, nah. So I want, I want to get to you. What has this experience been like with this customized education? Because I come from education and it was like, English, math, science, social studies, phys ed, you have to do that, and then you get an elective. But you're learning life skills, and you're learning financial literacy. What has it been like for you as a student? Yeah, it's been great. It's definitely different, which I like, because it's more towards, like, you know, life. You know, with basketball, you know, life after. Like, um, like English, you know, we're talking about speeches, how to give speeches, you know, what to do, what words to say, what words not to say. And, like, even in nutritional science, we're talking about uh, what type of foods we could get, you know, if we want to gain weight or maybe want to lose weight. So everything, you know, is geared towards basketball and just life. So, Bryson, let me ask you this. Um, coming out of Arkansas, I believe you was the player of the year as a sophomore, right? Yes, first, sir. First ever to do that? Yes, sir. So, so um, obviously, you know, you have, a bright, you have a bright future ahead of you. But um, by coming here, you're giving up your college eligibility, right? Did you, your parents, was that something that, kind of worried you were you scared about that um no me and my dad ever since about seventh grade um we've always said we want to go straight to the league I didn't, we didn't want to go to college so with this popping up it was like a blessing like this is what we were looking for and now that it's here i'm just blessed to be a part of this and you know uh keep my dreams and keep working to go to the league so nah, i was never nervous i was just you know happy so and, your minimum salary is a hundred thousand i'm gonna be honest with you it took me 10 years of teaching to get to 100000 <laughs> So how attentive are you inside of these financial literacy classes? What are you learning about now that you've had this salary that most Americans don't make, especially in education? But you're here now. So what, what is that like inside of those classes? Well, um, we've been with North Rock a lot. So um, they've just been t- telling us the fundamentals of, you know, of money. And right now we're just working on building our circle, uh, keeping the circle small, just, you know, who you, you know, choosing in your circle. Like, for me, I've already been doing that. So, like, I'm big on giving back. So, you know, me and my circle, we, I've actually um, got an AAU team now. Bryson Warrior United back in Arkansas. Just giving back to them. Yeah. Dope. Just back to them. Love it. Dope. So, you know, just helping them. That's me and my circle, you know, that's how we wanted to do. So, yeah, that's, that's big. Aaron, you had mentioned they have, they have equity. Can you explain that? Like, how, what kind of equity stake do they have? Like, can you give some details on that? Well, I, I can tell you that every employee at, at, at Overtime has, has equity in the company. And just like a lot of comp- uh, companies, they want us all vested in, in, in the future of the company. And so um, why does that have to stop at just the adults who operate the business? It should be included that, that, that these young men are a part of that. So if this company goes public or something like that, there'll, there'll be early equity shareholders and yeah, we'll, we'll 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 all see the benefits of it. And that's why that's why we're so that's why we're so passionate about building it the right way. How do you feel about that, Bryson? Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, me and me and our my teammates, my brothers, we all know that everything we do, 
Uh, you know, we're like we're shareholders in the company, so we know we always got to be positive. You know, keep a clean image because we know whatever we do is affecting the company. So you know, we're always we're always on notice. I mean, can we just stop right here? <laughs> we've talked about circles. We've talked about giving back. The young man has his own team, and he understands partnership. And so, um, even this interview is a part of the learning experience. Everything yeah, sure. we do. I mean, Bryson joined me for a partnership pitch this week as well. Wow. Some of his other some of his other teammates did as well. And so, every moment is a teaching moment at Overtime Elite, and mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what that's what really gets me up every morning um, and really inspired by what, we, what we're doing. So, all right. So this started with an $80 million, I think, investment from a variety of different investors. Um, some well-known investors, Drake, Jeff Bezos. I heard of him. And I believe like 24 NBA players, right? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Um, Darren Fox, Trey Young. Trey Young. Pau Gasol, International, and so that. So, all right. Um, when Overtime, and if anybody that is not familiar with Overtime, Overtime is a platform, a sports platform, right? Yeah, it's it's the next generation sports media company. This is about building community between the next generation's athlete, creator, and fan. Um, and it's a conversation. Uh, we call it a community for a reason because it is not all outbound. In fact, we, you know, our first our first weekend we had 24 million uh, views on on Bryson's first game. In fact, he hit a game winner in overtime, um, and we had eight. 0.8 million engagements. That is a conversation. Shares, comments, DMs. Um, we have an engaged community, and, and that's and that's what's driving a lot of this. That is the foundation of what we're doing here. So, all right. So, um, obviously, they're all very smart investors, but they're not investing like it's not charity. They're looking to make a return on investment. So, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this is a lot of overhead. This is you know an operation that I know costs a lot of money to run. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the revenue model here? Yeah, so one of the one of the things that's that's interesting uh, for me is I've been a part of four startup leagues, the WNBA, the D League, which is now the G, G League. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I helped launch the NBA 2K League, and now Overtime Elite. And in every case, what we found ourselves doing is starting as a truly nascent property. We're talking about effectively zero fans to start with. Certainly the opportunity for crossover, but no no sort of core fans to the core product. Um, we start here with a foundation of 54 million followers, 1.7 billion video views every month. We are global. We have some of the biggest accounts in Europe, um, in India, Africa, uh, and, and obviously throughout the States. And so what allows us and allows our investors to see the future of this is we start with our own distribution in our own audience. Um, we don't necessarily today have to go out and buy or partner to reach our core. What we do have to do is find ways to grow our casual and our curious fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but we run, we run the same plays that a lot of sports properties do. We're talking about sponsorship, finding great partners like Gatorade and State Farm and some others to come who are committed to us for multiple years as we build this out and they're foundation foundational to what we do the second thing is licensing we have a we have a robust and and growing uh, apparel business Mm -hmm. um you wear the hoodie i have on or the hoodie he has on in any airport in america and at some point some youngster is going to come up i need that that one i heard that i heard that last night you got to throw up your o and so one of the other things i heard last night and, and you referenced it earlier was that the licensing part and the likeness and so their jerseys are sold right here after the game. How, do, how does that work? It, is there a certain number of inventory that you have for each one? And how's that, what's the process of that? Yeah, so that's we, unique. We, we have, we have a, an operation, our re, a retail operation, digital, digital operation that's currently online. You can, you can, shop, you can shop at Overtime at overtime.com now and get, and get your hoodie and especially get this, this, this nice little heat check that he's got on. <laughs> heat check. Um, <laughs> You know, well, you can also buy his jersey at the same place. And so we have all 27 jerseys on sale now uh, between now and middle of December. Um, it's, our first, it's our first time ever doing that. It's um, made to order, and we're prepared with the inventory. Um, and we're going to continue to build that out. In fact, they're going to be a part of some amazing collaborations later on this year that yeah. I'm definitely going to want to want to want to want to get you guys on a, on a list so, yeah. so I, get I, that early i got a good feeling the warren jersey may sell out after this episode you know it's so crazy because uh i was telling aaron um you know i went to a school called img academy and um for the average person that's hearing this they might 
think like this is a crazy idea to go to but IMG it was based around sports and then the education was kind of like built around the sports and um, I loved it and it really really like changed my life because I've, I had an opportunity to not only like connect with professional athletes because a lot of pros came down there to train but to do something that I really loved but then like you said like the nutrition and have like a personal chef and uh, it's just a whole different way to actually like go to school. So how has this transition been for you to go from a regular school your whole entire life and now going to a training facility with a school that's like built around it? Like how has that been? Yeah, it's definitely been different, but you know, I think they gear it more for you. You know, uh, like you said, basketball and school, you know, they go together. Um, and you'll have uh, either basketball school first for a certain amount of time, and then you'll just do one other with extra workouts. So just being able to get in the gym 24-7, um, you know, with the school being in the gym, that's always, you know, good. And um, just being able to work with some of the top learning facilitators, you know, all throughout the year, and the top coaches and trainers is just, you know, a good thing for all of us. This episode is sponsored by DET Clutch Academy. Question. Who has been a reliable force pushing the culture? Rich Paul. Tonight at 1110 Central on BET, executive producers Kenya Barris and Rich Paul join forces with BET Studios to bring you Clutch Academy, a gripping five-part documentary that shows you the game beyond the game of pro basketball. Clutch founder Rich Paul is a young, driven black businessman preparing rookie ballers for the realities of life on and off the court. Follow six rising stars as they power past the pain of loss to win big. On the premiere episode, Rich Paul introduces you to squads of young ballers as they prepare for the first step toward elite level play, the draft. The cast trains and works like never before until a devastating tragedy rocks the Clutch family. Will they keep it together or unravel under the pressure of an uncertain future? Clutch Academy airs at 1110 Central only on BET. For all things Clutch Academy, visit BET.com. Yeah. You are, so you went from being the player of the year in Arkansas, the man, right? And now you've joined 25 other, 26 other guys who are the man where they're from. So what's that like, right? Because in college, it's kind of a similar situation. Everybody is the player of the year where they're from, and then they meet in college, and then somebody's going to be the star. So what is it like now with knowing that everybody here, the purpose is to be here to make it to the pros? What's it like, the competition like? Yeah, I mean, you know, we all got our dreams of going to the pros, and I think that's just, that's just what makes us better. I mean, practice, you know? Like I said, we're all the man, so we His all eyes just lit up. His <laughs> eyes just lit up. He must be killing people in yeah, practice. Yeah. You know, that's fun. You know, we going at each other. You know, sometimes it gets a little, you know, rowdy. But, you know, at the end of the day, we know we're brothers. So just doing that, we know in the game, it's just not going to be as hard as practice. It's going to be easier. But we know we go hard in practice. How Coach Ali says, level 5, 120%. That's what we do every day. So, Aaron, let me ask you, is, is, is it 27 kids total? It's 27. All right, so 27 young men. So this is the question that everybody's going to have. All right, out of 27 – Everybody has aspirations of making it to the NBA, but they're all not going to make it to the NBA, right? So, all right, the, the people that don't make it to the NBA, there is a college fund set up for them, right? Mm -hmm. So can you talk about that for the for – because, like, I know that's going to be something where, like, well, what about the kids that, that don't make it to the NBA? That, da, da, da. We have to start with how we define success here, right? Success is about getting you prepared – to, through, and beyond basketball. And what success might look like for some athletes in this program is exactly what their dreams have mapped out, which is walking across that stage, shaking the commissioner of the NBA's hand, and, 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 start, and really getting past the starting line of a career in the NBA. Others might find their way overseas. And they're still professional basketball players that make yeah, multiple of millions of dollars yep. yeah, for sure. in other parts of the world. There also might be a young man or many young men who find that they have a passion for the game but want to redirect it in a way that doesn't necessarily include being on the court as much as it is surrounding the game or surrounding another passion of theirs. And that's where we're here to, pre to and prepare because – Young, I don't, just like all of us, like we've changed over time and we've matured and even our goals have evolved. And so if someone's goals evolve to want to go back to college as opposed to become, becoming a professional basketball player, we're here to support it with $100,000 in academic scholarship to go to any school, any school you want and any school you can get into. And so we'll be here to support that. The other thing is, is, you know, 
Dan Porter, one of our founders, was was talking to Kevin Durant actually early days of this concept, and he was talking about the the, the academic scholarship concept and the fun and and KD just asked a very simple question like, "What if they don't want to go to college?" And Dan's like, "You're absolutely right. We have we have over a hundred investors in some of the most amazing." Um, industries and companies in the world, and they are they are invested not only in this in this financially, but they're they're also making their resources available. And so, if a young man wants to go work in the music industry, we got a couple people who've done that before. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into you know venture capital or real estate or or technology, we have we have folks all throughout our board that obviously can help us. And so, what we're here to do is support um, not only the realization of your of your perfect dream, but also your imperfect dream, right? Um, and, and and so that was the conversation that we had with families. Eyes wide open. Here are the here are the decisions you're making, and here are the opportunities that we are prepared to support. Not only the ones that are perfectly aligned with going to the NBA and crossing that stage, but also those that, those that don't. And so uh, we have open we had we have open and honest conversations one, about that. One of the things that overtime has done is. It's given us eyes to young talent at a very early stage by providing highlights or clips of them. Um, a couple of years ago, we saw Zion Williamson twist his ankle at a Duke game, fell out the shoe, right? And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, his career could be over, right? What shoe was that? It was a big scandal. They thought he was injured. And so I'm asking this question now because I'm thinking about what if these guys at some point get injured? Is there some type of financial protection or insurance in the event of injury for them? Yes. And and, and that's, again, that was a part of the eyes wide open conversation with every family, which is let's talk about um, what we all hope will happen, but let's also discuss the things that can happen to us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we do, we have we have insurance, um, disability insurance that would cover that in a way that no other high school in America, right. in fact, even colleges would address nor cover. Um, and so we are prepared for a number of outcomes here, obviously wanting to stay focused on the ones that we believe they're poised to, to realize. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what success and preparation and, and support looks like for us. So um, as far as the actual basketball competition, Who's on the calendar? Like, who do you actually play? Because you're, I'm assuming you're not allowed to play high schools, right? We are. You call you are. We are. High it's you know, there's a lot. If, if there's one NCAA for college, there's 50 NCAAs for high school. <laughs> okay. So you have to navigate the map uh, with those who who are who are open to do it. There's also obviously different prep schools throughout the country, and so we have a we have a pretty robust um, schedule between the 29th of October through middle of March. So in fact, there's 37, ma- 37 games okay. that we'll play. Uh, and it's a combination of three different formats of basketball or competition. We'll play in prep series where we'll, we'll either bring in three prep schools to play against our three teams. Okay. Um, we'll play on the road in the same thing, or we'll play what we call league play, which is Bryson's team versus the two other teams in a night. So we'll play a 20-minute a, a, a game with two of them, a 20-minute game with the other with with another combination of them just to make sure they all three play each other in a given night and so that's that's called league play then the other thing which you witnessed last night um here 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 at ote was something we call pro simulation or pro sim uh, and that is us playing with nba or pro rules to prepare them and so when you look on our court you'll see an orange three-point line and you'll see a black three-point line last night we played 24 second shot clock and we played with the black line which is the three-point line in the nba oh i was i was wondering yeah, okay pro rules, so yeah. all right because i'm like this is a long game because it was 12 minute quarters and uh, you had three refs okay so that you don't do that every single game no in fact we play all three different formats throughout the season oh, and so, so, the, so the, okay so the 20 minutes is like after the college type of uh so yeah, okay. the three-point line in. It, so the other the other thing is is that that is designed to allow for pro scouts to be able to see these young men and their path towards really being prepared for the next level. And so a couple things we do. One is we do pro sim games. The other thing we do is we open up practices. In fact, we've had our first of, of what will be uh, many pro days. Um, and we had our pro day a couple weeks back. And so it was 
basically an invitation for all pro scouts, NBA and otherwise, to come in and see these young men uh, for the first time. Um, see them train, see them play, see sort of the, 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 the habits that we're trying to form. We had 60 scouts here. 29 of 30 NBA teams were in wow. the building. So I mean, that sounds pretty intimidating, but for you as a player, knowing that at 17 you got that many people watching you and your brothers perform, what's that like? Because I'm, I'm thinking about the NFL Combine and the NBA Combine. These are like juniors and seniors and some freshmen in college, and they fold under pressure. What is it like as a 17-year-old going through that? I mean, they told us they were going to be there. You know, when we first came, they said, that's, you know, they're going to be there. So, you know, we've been putting the work in. I mean, you know, you might get a little nervous, but you know, you know what you're here for and where your goals are. So just being out there, you know, we all compete, just went hard, you know, just try to put on the show in front of them. Yeah, I remember, um, so before I went to IMG Academy, I, briefly, I went to this other school called Winchenden Academy in New England. And that was the, like one of the top prep schools in the country at the time. And uh, we had uh, a lot of NBA prospects. So Rick Pitino came, and that was like a big deal to have Rick Pitino there to practice. Um, and then we had one NBA scout came because we had a kid from Australia. So I remember when the NBA scout came, it was like everybody was like, yo, the NBA's here right now. Like it was going crazy. So You're ironing your socks. I say that to say to have 29 NBA scouts, that's like crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like how, Aaron, have you had pushback from the NCAA on this? You think the NCAA feels threatened by this? No, in fact, I, I, I'm, I'm certain of it. It's, it's funny because when we first launched, everybody thought that this was some sort of um, strategic pursuit, which was to compete with, with the NCAA. The reality is there's thousands upon thousands of Division One and Division Two basketball players who've made the choice to go to college. And that experience that I had and, and many of uh, other athletes have had um, is, perfectly, is, is perfectly right for, for them. We just wanted to make sure there was another option. And so um, we've had conversations. I've had colleagues at the NCA for years uh, through my past at the NBA. And what we've recognized is that optionality is good for young people. And this is one option. There's actually only 27 spots. So it's, it's, it's not affecting sort of the broader ecosystem. And we want young people like Bryson to be able to make choices. Um, and so they, they, I would say that they... They generally agree with that, and we just want to make sure that um, they understand what we're up to, and, and we want to understand that when we're speaking to families, that we can speak with clarity on the choices and um, the trade-offs, if you will. Being that you are here and they are being paid and preparing them for professional life, do they have to sign with agents? Um, are agents here for them? How does that work? They there's a there's an there's a sort of a diverse set of choices that. They've all made. Some of them do have agents. Others have had legal representation. Some have leveraged um, their family to, to, to get to this point. What what Bryson is starting to experience, and a lot of them, is what's the diagnostic to making decisions around who is in your circle? So we don't necess- we don't um, recommend anybody or or any particular path. We just provide them with the right questions to ask as they're contemplating it. Mm-hmm. What are the factors? What are the things? you think are important to you and what are the what are the types of resources and services you're going to need to support this as you as you move forward Bryson you you sign with an agent right I'm with um Derek Powell quality control quality control QC huh? <laughs> so Atlanta uh, zone yeah shout out to the guys so um how did that come about how did that uh, talk about like how did they approach you how did, what made you sign with them yeah I've been knowing DP for like you know, like a year now I think so me and him we've just been getting uh, close he's just been talking to me about some different stuff uh, he used to represent John Morant now he represents Jared Allen so um, you know just building a relationship with him and uh, he decided to go with QC he's the head of basketball there now too so I just thought it was you know they're here in Atlanta overtime's in Atlanta so I thought that was the best thing for me and my family he got a little baby look to him. I was looking at him. He got a little baby look. That, is that your favorite artist? Yeah. I, I, he got a little, little baby look to him. But so the NIL obviously is taking over college sports, uh, where paper, p- uh, players are actually able to monetize off their likeness. Do these gentlemen also have the same opportunities to seek endorsements from outside companies? Yes. Yes, and in fact, that was put in place before the the decision. Supreme Court. That was always our plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's great that, that other athletes in not only basketball, but 
broader across the NCAA are able to, to, to realize that same thing because it, 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 it aligns with what our belief has been the whole time is that these young people should be, have access and should be empowered to realize their value now and not have to wait. So, um, like in Europe, like Luca, he's been playing pro since he was 14 years old, right? And it's pretty common where they have like the pro leagues for, for kids and they, and then they grow and then they go to like, you know, the pro leagues over there, or if they're good enough, they go to the NBA. So is that the idea of this? I know it has three teams right now, but do you see this where it's like 20 teams all across America in different satellite overtime locations? And then this is really like the European, how they have it over there, but it's here in America. Is that something that you guys envision? I can't completely play out how the, the ecosystem will react because, in fact, Real Madrid only has one of those teams, right? Mm-hmm. But, yes, you're right. All of the others, whether it's Real Madrid or Barcelona, both in soccer and now in basketball, have these academies or these programs that kind of work themselves up. And that's why, in some ways, what we're doing is revolutionary, but only by way of geography. This is not revolutionary in the world of soccer. This is decades long mm-hmm. of a model, um, not necessarily attached to a media company, but certainly attached to, to, to pretty strong brands. Um, you know, to have, you still have to recognize that right now there's a finite pool of elite, you know, hyper elite players yeah. and talent. And so I think it's important that we recognize how big the pool of people who should be making this decision is. And we need to be responsible on how we grow, how we grow based on that pool. I can see us having more than three teams, certainly in the coming years, but um, I don't necessarily, I don't, but, nec- but also it's an internet. So how many kids on the teams are international? Yeah, Seven, seven of our 27 in our first year, which so, was so a ba- pleasant surprise. Basketball is an international, huge in Europe, NBA, Africa, um, is Africa. So there might be a limited amount of talent in America, but now when you start going overseas, that changes the whole dynamic. So talk about that. Talk about the overseas marketing and um, bringing players in from overseas. Yeah, so we have scouts that cover, you know, coast to coast in the United States, and we also have scouts over overseas that cover Europe, Africa, and beyond, in fact. One of our players is from the Philippines, um, and we're going to continue to build out our our capabilities and making sure that we're tracking and partnering with folks that can identify talent. And that certainly does open the pool up, right? And so, um, you know, what's great about being in our first year and actually thinking into the future is we're going to start to be able to identify what is an OTE athlete. What is the profile of an OTE athlete? What's the DNA of, of, a, of a young man that we believe has the potential to succeed in this type of a program? And that'll help us determine how large the pool is, right? Um, this is an invitation-only operation. And so we have to start to set the criteria and the standard for which talent looks, looks like. But I, I, I agree with you. I think the pool is bigger than we all think. You, you had a, a said earlier about the education system. And so I'm sitting here thinking, like, being, like I said, this is very much structured to how school goes. I want to know, Bryson, what a day in the life is like of, I guess we could say, student athlete slash employee. What is that like? Is there a regimen? You guys all have to wake up at the same time? Is, is there a certain amount of time that's allotted for school? And obviously you got to train. So what does a day in the life look like for you guys? So every morning, first we do wake up, COVID test every morning. Okay. So then, depending on um, what time the bus is, everybody getting the bus at the same time. Like me, I come to the gym every morning. You'll be in bus from where? From uh, uh, our apartments. Apartments? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll get a bus from our apartments to come here. But like me and some other guys, I'll, I'll come to the gym before everybody gets here and gets some shots up. And then, depending on what day it is, we'll have school from about, um, like, if it's in the morning, it'll be like 10 to 1. And then practice from like 2 to 5. And we'll get some, uh, you know, lunch in between that. So after that, you'll have recovery, weights, and then you get some extra work in. So the meals, um, you eat meals here? Uh, yes, it would be uh, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. How's the food? Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you know that it's it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Because what what it's it's good, but it's also different. Right. And so what we're finding is that we have 27 young people who've come from all different places in the world and walks of life. And so um, becoming more con- uh, conscientious of what you eat, whether it's what, how well you fuel your body relative to hydration, relative to 
protein and 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 fruits and vegetables. Yeah. It's a it's an adjustment for yeah. some of them for I'm, sure. Now, I'm listening because I'm like, if I'm the guy, the kid who's sitting in the nutrition class, and now I'm going to eat, what I just learned is still in my mind. Like I, I used to do this project in, uh, when I was teaching health about sodas and like this tropical fantasy it was one it was like how much sugar is in it it was like a whole project and then i walk down the street as i'm going home and i see kids still buying it and <laughs> it's just like man they, they didn't really get that message but now you're actually like i can imagine the nutrition instructor is like in the cafeteria wherever you guys are eating like remember what we just spoke about <laughs> yeah like i said um going to img changed my life because the nutrition was real big for me i went to winchington before and um it was night and day winchington just for reference it's, it's in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts, and there's nothing around it. And there was a McDonald's there. And I used to eat McDonald's every day to the point I think I gave myself a stomach also. Like, I really had stomach pains bad. And we, we went to IMG. They had personal chefs, and they was making, like, meals. And it was, like, and that's the first time I really started to really think about nutrition. And it's carried with me my whole life. And that's the best shape I've ever been in because it was, like, waking up, you're eating good. And then you're just working out. And it was in Florida, so it was hot. So, you know, you're staying in shape. And then it's hard to really explain if you haven't really been through it, but you, you get a greater appreciation for, like, world-class athletes when you're training like a world-class athlete, even if you're in high school. But to train like a world-class athlete, it's actually bigger than sports because now mentally you, you have a way more discipline. You, your, your, your physical appearance is better, you, you know, nutrition. So that level of training – a, it lasts your whole life, so appreciate it. And B, um, is something that goes way bigger than, than just sports. Yeah, and, and we're, we're simply so far just talking about the physical piece of it. But we're also, what we're also spending a lot of time with these athletes is about the social-emotional side of it. And so mindfulness and mm-hmm. understanding how to be in touch with yourself and how to make sure you understand where, you, where you're at in terms of your, your mental wellness uh, along the way because they're going to face adversity they've decided on a path that's going to make them uncomfortable at various times and so uh, we're trying to we've always said this is about the whole athlete I was going to ask you you have have a sports psychologist here we we do very important yeah one of the things that is key is that they're getting paid right and so during that financial literacy piece are they telling them or advising them on the things to invest in and if so what are some of those things that they're telling uh, us young men to invest in at this point? Again, it's about the diagnostic. This mm-hmm. is not, we are not playing the role of financial advisor mm-hmm. nor lawyer or agent. What we're trying to do is surround them with people who've been through this. As an example, uh, a week and a half ago, Tony Parker was here. Oh, wow. He spent time with, 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 with the team talking about his experiences. And, you know, one of the, one of the big lessons, and you should build on this, is um, he talked about how important it is to seek out resources while you are still playing and, 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 and Bryson maybe share a little bit about why that was so important for Tony. Mm, yeah. He told us, like you said, you want to, uh, you know, try to seek your resources out while you're playing. Cause that's when they're going to call you back. <laughs> so it was like, you know, you want to you know, reach as many people as possible. Like he was telling us, he was getting, um, sit downs with like some of the biggest people in business while he was playing. Cause you knew they was going to call him back. They was going to be willing to talk to him. So that was a big thing, you know, we all got from that. Yeah, as soon as he went to the Bobcats, they stopped answering the call. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Hall of Famer. Let me ask you this, because this is a unique situation because it's in Atlanta. It's a lot different from Sarasota, Florida, where IMG is. There's a lot of temptations out here. It's a lot of influence. This is hip-hop. This is everything, right? So are there safeguards in place to kind of – because, I mean, you look at the you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at those kind of documentaries. No, you're serious. Like, real, I can see this real. as this gets bigger and bigger. And it's like, you know, you got a lot of things that's good, but it could be some negative influences as well. So would it, are there safeguards in place or are there type of mechanisms to make sure that the kids stay focused and don't um, lose sight of their goals? Because, like I said, I mean, we love Atlanta, but it can be distracting. Yeah, I mean, the key is having... It's always eyes wide open and having an open conversation about our expectations and also um, the things that get in the way of that, the obstacles. Um, And while we talk about it a lot, we also, as an organization, need to be responsible that we're still dealing with young men, 
16 mm-hmm. to 19 years old and we owe it to them as individuals but also to their families and so we're structured you know like a, like a, like a small college in that we have um we have damian wilkins as our dean of athlete experience and culture uh. who's been through exactly what we're going through obviously kevin ollie um ryan domes you referenced earlier brandon williams who worked in our player programs division at the nba and then went on to be an assistant gm both at the sixers and and the uh, sacramento kings has been working with young athletes in this in this space and these conversations uh for 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 the last two decades and so certainly we have experienced people who've not only been around guiding athletes but also have lived it and then we also have a residence life team so where bryson lives we have people who live there full time um a, to just sort of make sure that they're there to guide them, but also to make sure that we, we, we avoid trouble and avoid trouble finding us. Chaperone. Yeah, chaperones. chaperones, yeah. RNs. RNs, yeah. <laughs> RNs. So, I mean, we use the word employee, and so there's a lot of safeguards put in place to make sure they stay on task and make sure they do the right thing. But if you're an employee, same way you're hired, you could be fired. And so what are, like, what is that process like if somebody has to be removed from this? I mean, we, we, we've established code of conduct we have a handbook that our employees and they're responsible for adhering to. Um, we recognize that this is a partnership. This is a community, right? It's a, it's a community and we're partners. Mm-hmm. So um, the hope is that the, these young men start to realize that. But we, 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 know, we know that in, in life there are going to be people that, 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 that find different paths. I mean, the combination of making sure that there's um, accountability but also a restorative element to what we're talking about. And that, yes, young, young people will make bad decisions. And the question is, is what's the conversation we have after it? And how do we get them back on the right path? And how do we actually use that moment to illuminate the consequences? What, well, you said that, um, people can watch it. Like, what's the streaming options that they watch? Like, if you wanted to watch a game, how, how can they watch it? So there's a couple of different ways you can con- consume this. One is just sort of in, in more real time through our IG handles, through TikTok, through Twitter, but our, our game summaries and our game recaps um, are on YouTube. And, and we, what we found about uh, this next generation sports fan, think about it. We just went through a, a, a pandemic where plenty of us have pretty sizable televisions on our, on our, on our walls. And mm-hmm. I can tell you in my house, I have a 16 and a 12 year old and it was never on. In fact, they consume most of their media on yeah. on a small format, and in fact, they don't watch 90 minutes of anything. and And the statistics will will tell you that while the average age of 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 the viewer for most traditional pro sports continues to go up, um, there is a consumption pattern of young people who actually love watching sports in a condensed form through digital through digital mediums, and so. We at overtime have, have really found that our sweet spot is meeting that nu- ne- that next generation fan online and specifically on YouTube. So you don't you don't play the whole game. They can't we, watch the whole. It's just like clips. It's it's most of the whole game. It's just okay. condensed in that it, it kind of collapses. Fast forwards it. Some of, some some of the parts. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about the YouTube viewer, it, it continues to evolve. While many of us think about it on the on the form of a phone or on an iPad. In fact, more connected TVs each and every each and every month is starting to show longer view times um, of YouTube content because it's actually coming through a large format. So your YouTube viewers, because we're in this, I mean, we got to show everybody, but this is like state-of-the-art arena. This is like arena. When you go to a typical high school or prep school, the student body is who fills the stands. You have 27 students. Even if you brought their families, they wouldn't be able to fill. How do you get people in here? Is is YouTube the fact? Like, what are we doing to get people in these seats? Yeah. So this is this is Atlanta's. This, this is going to become Atlanta's home. And and what, what we're here to do is make sure that we're connecting with um, the community in as many ways possible. Whether it's the Atlantic Station area directly around us, or it's the broader it's the broader community here in Atlanta. We want them to make. We want to make this a, their home. And so what we've gone out and done is we've started to build partnerships, uh, partnerships with key influencers in the market, with the high school community, with um, with the city. The city has been an incredible partner to us since being here. Um, we have we have even had relationships and conversations with our WNBA and our NBA neighbors here in, in market. We're surrounded by an incredible, you know, community of 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 
of universities and colleges that we're starting to reach out to. And so um, the idea is that for, for Atlanta to really take pride in having yeah. OT Arena right here in the center of the now, city. Now, Bryson, you, you had NBA scouts come here, and that was pressure. But what's it like when Quavo and 2 Chains are watching you play? Yeah. And these are guys you're looking up to. What, what's that like when you have these level celebrities, when you got on your leisure sitting front row, <laughs> by the way? Uh, what's that like playing in front of the, some of the guys that you watch on YouTube, you're watching TV, and now they're here watching you play? Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, we've been going hard, but just to, you know, see them, like, court side, like, you can go by, say what's up to them, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, they're real down to earth. So, I mean, you know, they're... It's just fun seeing them there, watch you play. You know, they'll even be talking to you at the game. Like, Quavo, he'll be talking to me. He with QC, too. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Two chains came. I mean, like, you know, he, they come in. You'll hear everybody start going crazy. Like I said, the environment just gets even better when they're here. Yeah. Um, so, there's been another cultural icon that started some a team. Shout out to Yeezy. The Donda Academy. Um, are you guys going to play the Donda Academy? TBD. Uh, you know, they, this space, it's, it's amazing. This space is evolving so fast. We were talking about it before. It's like, you know, seven weeks ago, we set our schedule. We announced it. And we've already seen, you know, different programs pop up, players exchanging. This is this is the sort of a, a peek into what, you know, elite prep basketball has been has been going through and it continues to evolve. And so, um, you know, we're not we, we haven't been in direct contact with Don. It's obviously it's been launched in the last couple of weeks. So um, we just love that there's more options for young people and anybody who's investing in the future of, of, of young athletes and, and surrounding them with what with what's necessary to pursue their dreams. We're, we're here for um, and we'll see. Let me ask you this. So, all right. Kids are getting paid, so I'm assuming they have to sign contracts, right? Correct. How long is the contract? Like one-year contract or two years? It varies. It varies, obviously, because we have 16- to 19-year-old athletes. Um, they're in various parts of their path um, to be becoming, becoming, you know, they're pros now, but pursuing the next level. Um, obviously, with the one-and-done um, in place, um, it's really it's one year removed from your graduation year is, is sort mm -hmm. of the rule as it stands today. And so um, there are athletes that have multiple year contract contracts with us that get them to that point. Yeah, and it's annually. So the 100,000 is annually. So if I'm 16, I'm getting 100,000, 16 years as my, let's say junior year, 100,000 as my senior year. And within bonuses, it could be obviously more. Correct. Okay. Correct. If, yeah, if, if you were getting the minimum. Yeah. Yes. So you, um, are you recruiting, like, are you recruiting players, like how a college coach would go to somebody's house and sit down with their parents and, give them the whole rundown of why they should go to this college. Is that similar to, or are you working with AAU coaches? Like, what's the feeding process to actually get kids in? I mean, we're tapped into who, whoever is the circle or the, the ecosystem that surrounds a particular support network that surrounds an athlete. I mean, most of this was done virtually given the, given the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we have a facility, now that obviously the aspects of the, of, of, of the pandemic are, are allowing us to meet people live and to have a place to do it. We're starting to even have conversations. Like visits, like, visits, like college visits. visits and, like, and or folks coming here. That's what I'm saying. Like they can have like how you do like your college visit when you go to a college. Yes. Kids can come here and visit here. Like, Can you imagine when you leave in Woodlands, you, they brought you here? I'd be like, I we're not going to see Shadi anymore. <laughs> lights up. Put your highlights yeah, on that yeah. thing. This big jumbo truck. Big screen. That's called sold. It's called sold. All right. So obviously you said that right now the viewership is YouTube, um, but I'm thinking this could obviously is going to be a lot bigger. Are there big broadcasting networks coming to you now already? Because there's a big broadcasting network that is not too far from here, Atlanta base. You might have heard of them, Turner Sports. Um, but I can envision them coming in and saying like. We need to be a part of this. Is that a long-term vision? Is that something you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, global distribution is clearly an important path for us to, to, to continue to examine and explore. And um, we've, we have relationships across the entire ecosystem, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And even that space is evolving, right, from traditional or linear television to more digital platforms, OTT, um, you know, even, even sort of pay-per-view is becoming a thing. So we're keeping all of our options open and it's not just domestic, it's international. And yeah. so um, that's certainly a, that's certainly in our vision and, and our plans going forward. Bryson, what are some ideas that you have? I know you, you talk about uh, trading cards. Um, do, you, do you have like business ideas that you want to like put in place over the next couple of years? Um, I mean, right now I'm just exploring, see what I, see what I like. 
I know, I know other people do, but yeah, I'm just seeing what I like, seeing what I want to get into. You know, just you do you know, have passions outside of basketball, like music or anything like that, like art? Nah, I mean, I just like I said, I just like giving back. You know what I mean to my community back in Arkansas, just giving them a platform, more exposure. So that's why I started my team. How is it like? Have you been back to Arkansas? Um, I, since I've been here, I have not been back to Arkansas. I'll be going back next week. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fun. We're gonna give him the name, the Prince of Little Rock. Yeah, but how, how is Rock. it? How is it like? Because I know how that feeling is when you come from you know a smaller town and everybody's looking at you as like you know the person that's gonna make it, and it's a lot of hope and aspiration, sometimes even pressure. Are you are you feeling that yet? I mean, yeah, you know, I like I get a lot of DMs like, yeah, I mean, you're you're next, you know. <laughs> They looking up to me, you know, some of the look, they texting me, I text them back, you know, just know, you know, just because, you know, we from Arkansas, you know, you can dream big just like I am. So I'm just, you know, trying to give them that hope and joy, you know, that they can see through me to help them. The, the G League, well, the D, G League, I'm looking at Gatorade, G League has an elite team. Obviously, you guys are overtime elite. Is there a lineage there? Is there something that ties you guys together or two separate entities? I mean, the thing that links us together, well, two things. One is... Um, from a business perspective, we were we we've been partners with the G League. In fact, we documented um, much of Jalen Green's year last year. We yeah. were we were we were production partners in that. Obviously, Jalen was a part of prolific prolific prep, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a school we covered pr- prior to that. Um, and uh, simultaneously, I'm 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 a longtime friend of Sharif Abdul Rahim. In fact, we live two towns oh. over from each other, and we go to breakfast once a month. And so class ninety six. He's, yeah. from, he's from Atlanta. He is from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from Atlanta. And, uh, you know, he also has a son that's going through the journey right now in college. In fact, Jabri is at uh, Georgia now. Okay. Um, but we would we get together for breakfast, and we were talking about this when it was just a concept. Mm-hmm. And now that it's a reality, it's it's made our it's made our uh, breakfast interesting. <laughs> but certainly we're, we're trying to figure out ways like how, how, you know, we're clearly on a mission to empower and to prepare young people. And so it's great to have a, a friend and a peer in the same space. Before we wrap, um, question, I know a lot of people that's going to hear this Everybody's gonna come knocking down your door. They want to have them. My kids, this my kids gonna be the best. Nice. Da, 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 da. All right, I know you're not actually like looking for for talent, but if somebody wants to come to overtime, what would be the path? Or is there no path other than we'll reach out to you if you're good enough? I mean, if you're if you're in that sort of that that top of the pyramid, and you're and you're and you're playing on the stages that that are getting you noticed, and you know. You, You've shown a an appetite for the, this level of focus this early in your life. Uh, we we know you, we know who you are, and we we're we're seeing you play um, already. And so, um, and we might even be already sort of contemplating when we're going to talk. So, um, I think I feel very confident that um, we, we're we're we have an incredible recruiting and scouting group um, that is continuously looking for people who are looking for this option and are, are are showing signs of being prepared for it powerful stuff well ladies and gentlemen there you have it overtime elite um what would you like to tell the public before before we wrap anything um you want to just tell people social media handles anything like that yeah follow it <laughs> follow us on, on ig tiktok at overtime elite or at ote um what you're going to see there is an incredible um journey that 27 young men are taking right now and they're changing they're changing the trajectory of of, of basketball as we knew it um and as i as i told bryson when he first joined uh we're in the business of pioneering a new path and there's not too many times in your life let alone in your career that you get to do it and so uh we'd love for as many people to be on that journey as possible whether it's in this building whether it's social following us on social or whether it's finding ways for us to partner and 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 and, and build this build this together uh we're here for it and we're, we're incredibly excited about the, the future are you having more fun now or when you was with the nba I mean, it's been a, it's been a progressive path. I, I, I don't think I would have been prepared for this had it not been working at NBA Entertainment. You know, in the in the late '90s, working on Last Dance, helping participate in the launch of the WNBA, to running USA Basketball from a business perspective. I, I'm having this fun because of the work and, you for this and, the, and the and the and the things that prepared me for this moment yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wait, 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 Bryce, you ain't. 
Go ahead, man. You got to give us the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Give yeah, us yeah. everything, man. Yeah. Come on now. Definitely follow us, OT, on Instagram and TikTok, OT. And definitely follow me at Hezzyfam Bryson on Instagram. Yeah, and don't forget that Warren jersey. There you have yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> point, point, point guard? Yes, sir. He's getting busy last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last thing. Um, so this is a huge facility, training car. I know you were talking off camera. Are there ideas to maybe have a basketball camp, maybe do stuff outside of just the OTE family and m maybe have like a greater community involvement for this facility? Certainly. I mean, the first thing was trying to get this 103,000 square foot building up in five and a half months. And now that the, now that the ro rocket ship is built, and now oh, it's, it's just trying to figure out where the destination is. And part of that is engaging this community uh, in Atlanta and just broadly um, in what we're doing. And so finding ways to connect to the basketball community and the Atlanta community at large uh, in, in programs and opportunities for, for, for them to be a part of this is, is, clearly, uh, is clearly in our sights. EYL, celebrity basketball game. Absolutely. I'm looking at, I mean, even like the sense. G League when, when they play, it doesn't look anything like this. It's like, so you guys got something special. This is, this is incredible. Incredible. We appreciate you for being interested, and thanks for coming. Yeah, no, no problem. problem, no problem. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, I want to shout out the great Lou Tucker. <laughs> shout out Lou Tucker. <laughs> shout out Greg Barnett uh, for, you know, helping us out with this. And shout out to all our Patreon members. Obviously, y'all know our earners that are in there, Tier 5 members, you have access to EYL University, the number one place for everything in the business world. So shout out to all our earners, over 10,000 members there. Shout out to all, everybody supporting the merch. Uh yeah, man. It, love is love. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. And like I said, we're huge basketball enthusiasts. Um, and we definitely shout out to our family in Dykeman. We, we def we're actually going to have our own section in Dykeman next year. Fact. That's going to be crazy. Fact. I say that to say, um, we definitely have to do something here. I think I got a couple of ideas. So talk to you about it. Are you going to play? Yeah. Wait, are you going to play? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, you never know. No, 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 no. Thank know. you. I told you. The only thing that can happen is you get hurt at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Let Bryson play. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>